Thanks for clocking in to Becoming a Better Nurse podcast. I'm Rebecca. And Aaron. Together, we like to offer ideas, conversations, and solutions to help educate, elevate, and empower nurses. Okay, so I'm going to relay a story, and some of you guys might be experiencing the same kind of thing, and just know you're not alone. And my story begins when I work in the pre-op area for the open heart surgery, so it's a different it's a different unit, but we float up there for the open heart patients. And I had a patient who decided he needed to relay something to the doctor. He wanted to tell him the kind of valve that he was going to get. The doctor and him discussed it in the office, patient told me, and he didn't know if he wanted a mechanical valve or if he wanted a, a, a bioprosthetic valve, which would be, you know, bovine or a porcine. So two different reasons why that's important. Number one, a mechanical valve, it's permanent. You don't have to have any more surgery anymore, but you need to be on Coumadin for the rest of your life. That's a big deal. Bovine is, you know, a, um, a prosthetic valve that you don't need to. It's um, bio, it's bioprosthetic. So, but it doesn't always last forever. You will need to get it redone in a couple, about 10 to 20 years. 20 years, they say. So this guy was 66 years old, so it made a big deal. He didn't want to have to have another surgery in his 80s to have if he had a bioprosthetic valve put in today. So he decided he was going to do a mechanical valve, and that's kind of important to tell the doctor. He said that they discussed it. He said he was going to talk about it with his wife, and then he was going to tell him day of surgery. So he tells me this. And I'm like, oh, okay. We had this full-on conversation about why he's choosing a mechanical, blah, blah, blah. And so I go up to this new unit. We transfer the patient up to the um, CVOR. And we're up there. And I'm like, I need to tell the manager. uh, We need to talk to the doctor because the patient has to tell him about his his valve that he wants. And the manager looks at me. And she's not wearing a mask um, anymore. And she has this look on her face. And she goes... The doctor decides what kind of valve he gets and kind of like this annoyed sound and voice in her voice and and I'm like, well, yeah, the doctor decides, but the patient in him still has to discuss what kind of valve he wants, whether it's bioprosthetic or mechanical. And the patient decided he wanted a mechanical valve, and we need to tell the surgeon this because um, they had decided they were going to talk about it the day of surgery. And she's like, well, I can text him, I guess. And I said, well, can you please do that, or I'll call him, whatever we need. She's like, I text, I'll text him, see what he says. So I go and I take care of the patient, whatever, and she pops her head back in the room and she goes, I tell, I texted him and he's aware. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And I left there feeling really bothered by the whole scenario because number one, I was kind of confused on the expectation of the communication avenue for the surgeon and so I went to the manager to talk about you know to say this is a problem and instead of her helping me decide what to do she seemed aggravated that she even needed to call the doctor and that this was something that didn't need to be discussed and it absolutely needed to be discussed and I just felt really aggravated that I wasn't more I guess d for dominant and forcing myself on the behalf of the patient that we needed to have this discussion with the surgeon. So he was aware. It wasn't like patient the doctor was unaware of what the patient wanted. You know, he trusts the manager and he trusts the nurses when we talk about it, but it bothered me. And so the cattiness of the nurse is what I'm 
um, trying to get better at when I'm dealing with someone like that because it's not about me and it's not about her. It's about the patient and I need to be better about dealing with this sort of attitude, this passive aggressive, like she doesn't want to admit that she's wants to do anything for you but at the same time it's something that she has to do anyway it it I needed some help and I needed some guidance and I did talk to my friend and I did talk to my husband about it and it's really really just about the patient and making sure things are taken care of and you know it kind of sounds like a I don't know. It kind of sounds like she's a bully, but she's not. This is more like a subsect of a bully, where somebody's passively aggressive. They're not really out to get you, and you know, and and roller, you know, making fun of you and all these things. It's more like a kind of like she, they're annoyed. They are going to do their job, but hesitantly, like everything bothers them. Um, so it's. It's it's a subsect of a bully nurse. It's more like a, a a catty nurse. And maybe she was having a bad day. Maybe she you know maybe she was well she just it was like early in the shift right. So maybe she got I don't know who knows what's going on in her life, uh, and she's who knows if she's bringing in those issues. But the point is, at the end of the day, whether you have issues at home and you need to figure them out, I mean, then just stay at home. You you don't have to bring that attitude into work. And if there's something is going on, you have to basically put on your A game because at the end of the day, if she would have been really nasty about it and not communicated with the doctor who knows what would have happened to the patient it would have been a huge issue and then you have nurses not and not just my wife but other people who are looking out for the patients are trying to advocate and you have somebody who breaks that communication breaks that that system and it, and it create a, a cascade of issues and then what you don't the information is not communicated to the doctor the doctor doesn't know what the patient really wants the doctor decides to do things on their own terms and then come to find out the patient wakes up and decides hey that my 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 thoughts were not communicated to the physician and that can create a huge cascade of issues that you do not want on your on your hands i mean morally and spiritually it really affects you so i think that the, the bottom line with all this is um advocating for the patient regardless of what the other individual is doing whether the other individual is being a bully or being catty i think the moral high ground here is to always make sure you're doing the right thing for the patient uh, regardless of anybody else's attitudes, even if it, regardless of the physician's attitude, as well as if the physician was ha- giving any issues or any pushback. So, um, the caddy nurse is somebody who um, is passive aggressive, somebody who will do the work, but annoyingly do it, um, verbally annoyed. And these individuals have been doing this for quite a while because they they pretty much get away with it. Nobody tells them that their attitude stinks. Nobody tells them that they need to fix it, and it just they get away with it. Think of like the Valley Girl in Clueless. Was it Clueless? The, or like um, people like that who are just annoyed at everything, think they know better, and don't put themselves in the situation of the patient or put themselves in the situation of the nurse who's actually concerned about the patient's needs. So that is what a catty nurse is, and I will, <laughs> I will wager that every hospital has a nurse that is very catty. Yeah, you know, it was also just the fact that she didn't make eye contact with me. She talked down to me like she knew more than I did. And it wasn't about knowing more than I did. It was like I had certain information that she was not aware of because I talked with the patient about it. And it just, there was no mutual respect there. It really bothered me a lot. And the um, problem is, too, is that, you know, I worry. I always want to play nice. I always want to be the 
better person, like, you know, um, the happier, more pleasant person. And in this certain subset of um, nursing, and in this unit in particular, there's a lot of A personalities there. And you have to be, in a, in a sense, because those uh, surgeons are very demanding, and you have to speak up, and you have to speak directly, and they're in the OR with the CV uh, patients, and those patients are their long surgeries. There's a lot of critical problems that can arise and I can understand where that personality comes from but it doesn't it does not uh, uh, um, excuse the disrespect the aloofness the you know just pushing me into the side in my opinions about what's important to the patient. Um, that's what bothered me and I feel like that was where I needed to dig deep. I haven't used my D personality in a while and so I feel like I need to get that in practice and I not their friends so I have to remind myself that I don't need them to like me I need to do my job well and I feel like I'm coming to that point in my career that that has to be more of my decision making process when I'm dealing with nurses like this because it's not going to change and they're not going to change and they actually won't disrespect you or, or respect you any worse more or less it's just they'll just deal with you differently which is fine because that's what you want you know I want to create some change I want to create some um, better communication on my end and on their end so anyway that was kind of like what bothered me the most and I needed to find the expectation I needed to find that boundary for myself so then you know you experience these nurses the bully nurse the caddy nurse and then uh, the question is well then what do you do do you just lay over and take it (laughs) well no Um, the bottom line is and as mentioned you want the priority is the patient so you will deal with many different attitudes people who are clueless people who are catty people who are who aren't just downright nasty but at the end of the day are you gonna be okay with what you've what you did during the day so long story short whatever personality comes your way you need to do what's right for the patient bottom line and then you can that'll help you basically sleep the the, the best at night and sure it's gonna bother you that somebody treats you um, like your second second rate second rate nurse or whatever the case may be but again that says nothing about you that says everything about them and their attitude and their perception of the world and how and who knows what's going on so again it has nothing to do with you it has all to do with them so bottom line is you know what do you do you continue to advocate for the patient regardless of what anybody says um, you document that you're advocating for the patient in this case uh, Rebecca would would have documented that she communicated the concerns or needs of the patient and she would document the conversation that was had with that with that nurse mind you that puts everything on the nurse if anything comes back regarding this case everything's documented and it's the right thing to do you're not trying to get anybody in trouble we're not trying to point fingers we're trying to document everything that was done in case anything happens um, because you know you want to take credit for what you do in your job right that's the biggest thing and that's what document documentation is you're taking credit for all the great work you've done all the stuff you've done um, and mind you if you don't document what you're doing one can argue that you didn't do anything so document your advocacy for the patient that's a big big thing um, the Rebecca said these these individuals never change. It's very likely, you know, when you're after you get a certain age, past your twenties, thirties, you've created this personality that is very hard to mold or change past a certain certain age. So your job is not to change somebody. Your job is just to just do your job. You're going to deal with these attitudes, and you consistently try and meet what you need to meet for your patients and advocate for them. Yeah, I 
have learned that over my years that it's just not going to matter. You're not changing anybody. So you can only change yourself. And that's why I said I needed to dig deep and find this deep personality in myself, this quick decision. I need to communicate strongly. Um, I, every day is a new lesson for me on something that I want to improve on. And that was definitely something that sat really heavy in my heart. And I realized what I needed to do differently. Um, so I don't feel that way again. I hate when I when I second guess a decision or I second guess a behavior in myself because I know I could have been better. I know better. And I just let these, you know, the same personalities that I'm not going to change. And I'm trying to do that. So um, you're not alone if you deal with these kind of people and it's just part of the game of life in general whether it's in nursing or just in your family even you know we all have these personalities that come out and it's it's better just to you know learn your boundaries and learn how you can change and improve on your communication improve on your behaviors so that way um, you just it lets it roll off your back better because you know you did what you needed to do and then you just stand by your words stand by your actions stand by your decision and it makes things so much easier in the long run for um, your psyche and for your practice as a nurse and as your personality and being a friend or being a partner or being a you know wife or husband time to clock out thanks for listening if you like what you hear please hit the like button and subscribe stat follow us on instagram you can find us on becoming a better nurse until next time 